Art of Time Ensemble presents Dance to the Abyss at Harborfront Center Theater, February 23rd to the 25th. Step back in time to the 1920s and immerse yourself in the decadent world of the Weimar Republic. Join us for a night of cabaret and jazz-inspired songs as we explore the music that once defined an era on the brink of catastrophe, featuring the work of Jewish composers Erwin Schulhoff, Misha Spolansky, and musicians Wallace Holiday, Kevin Turcott, Andrew Barashko, Drew Jareka, and more. Tickets on sale now at harborfrontcenter.com. Use promo code CABARET25 to receive 25% off your tickets. violated, raped, and the world is okay with it. They're being starved and psychologically tortured, and they're being raped and sexually assaulted daily. That's what it sounded like in Toronto on Valentine's Day last week when the grassroots group called Canadians for Israel staged a reenactment of the now infamous video from October 7th showing the kidnapping and probable rape of 19-year-old Israeli hostage Nama Levy. Hamas terrorists filmed her being bundled into a black jeep, then broadcast it worldwide. The Canadian organizers of the Toronto Street performance got 14 women to dress as the young hostage, with red dye slathered onto the seats of their sweatpants. Then they were gagged and bound and led around the busy Toronto intersection at Young and Eglinton with a rope. The aim of the stunt was to raise awareness of the plight of the Israeli women who are still hostages to this day and who it's believed are being used as sex slaves and to get the passers-by and the office workers in the area to notice and to take action to get them released. Imagine if this was your sister. My cousin Kermel got is still being held by this barbaric terrorist. The Toronto group who staged the vigil got together just last fall in response to the October 7th attack. Their public hostage rape walk was their most dramatic event yet. It was arranged without the official support of the UJA Jewish Federation of Greater Toronto, but the video did get shared later by the Federation's No Room for Terror Instagram account. Smaller and more nimble grassroots groups have been forming in many parts of Canada since October 7th, Jews who feel frustrated by the bigger and louder and intimidating anti-Israel protests on their streets and the rising hate crimes have decided to take matters into their own hands and fight back using what they say they hope will be more effective tactics than what mainstream Jewish federations and lobby groups have been doing. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News Sponsored by Metropia. I'm pretty sure Asaf Arad wasn't aware of what his counterparts in Toronto were planning when, in late January, he decided to dress up like a Hamas terrorist and lead a woman friend around at lunchtime through downtown Vancouver, ending up in front of the Vancouver Art Gallery. And as you might guess, she was dressed like that terrified Israeli hostage, also with sweatpants covered with red paint. 
Asaf and the other amateur actor are both Israeli expatriates. They live in different parts of the province. They only met in BC after October 7th through a Jewish WhatsApp group for Vancouver residents. They'd each become alarmed at the rising anti-Semitism in their province and felt they had to do something. Arad was born in Afula. After the army, he traveled extensively. He lived for a time in South America, and then, because he's a high-level athlete in the extreme sport of riverboarding, he was attracted by the beauty and wilderness of the B.C. interior, where he now lives in a cabin near a provincial park and works as a canoe trip guide and outfitter. He wasn't political, but now he's formed the new grassroots group called NOAA for Democracy. NOAA is short for Nonviolent Opposition Against Hate. Their symbol is Noah's Ark, and Arad says Jewish Canadians are going to need an ark if they're to survive the flood of hate from Hamas, hate that's also playing out on Canadian streets, on campuses, and in social media. Asaf Arad joins me from his home, and for security reasons, he's asked me not to reveal specifically where he lives. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And of course, we have to ask, what is a nice Jewish boy from Israel like you doing in British Columbia? Um, I did uh, some whitewater sports for a long time, uh, professionally. I was a whitewater bodyboarder after my service in the IDF. And through my travels, I found this place, fell in love with it. It's amazing out here, you know, mostly for the nature and, and the rivers and the lakes and the, and the woods and, and everything. And, uh, and I've been here ever since. Are you the only Jewish person that lives there? As far as I know... I'm the only Jewish person, definitely the only Israeli, I can say that. And when October 7th happened? I was here. I was finishing up construction on my greenhouse. And, you know, I got the, uh, got the call, the message from my mom in Israel telling me hell is breaking loose. Got on Telegram and then just started seeing, it's all uncensored, so I started seeing all the all the images and all the videos and just like everyone else really i think i entered in a kind of uh, state of of disbelief anger you know a lot of very raw emotions and then of course it turned into yeah i don't like to say it but it turned into into feelings of uh, of despair and and um it brought up a lot of memories uh, in me and because i'm out here and i am um alone it was uh it was a little tough for 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 a little bit there you know for a few months actually i I want to unpack what you just said though because you mentioned bad memories i'm i'm wondering if you're speaking about your army service yeah well i mean i was in the army between 2000 and 2003 so that's the second intifada you know i can't really go into too much detail about what i was involved in there but uh but the whole situation there in general in israel at that time uh, was pretty intense again i'm not you know some kind of uh traumatized in, i mean we're all traumatized but <laughs> you could be there's nothing to yeah no but like, you know what I mean? like that's fine i i am living in the cabin in the woods you know so it there is there is something <laughs> there is something there right flash forward from then october 7th to how you sort of became a bit notoriety on um, Vancouver streets. I was missing that connection to the Israeliism and the Judaism, and, and I've never been a religious person, but there is something about times like these that make you 
need community. So I started reaching out. I, I began looking around to see what's close to me, first of all. I did some Googling as far as a synagogue or a Bet Chabad or anything like that. So I went on to a Facebook group for Israelis in Canada. And then during that process of being on this page, I came across a call for action from the lady who organizes the, the Bring Them Home rallies in Vancouver every Sunday. And we were coming up on three months uh, since October 7th. And I said to myself, you know, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to make the trip down to Vancouver. It's about five and a half hours. More than anything, it was to make myself feel a bit better. Uh, so I contacted her. She gave me all the information. And then she added that usually, you know, people gather. There's some live music and then people speak. There's a few speakers. You know, we march around downtown, a few city blocks. Uh, chanting or whatnot, and then that's it. It from two to four. But she mentioned that she had a bunch of speakers lined up, and a few of them canceled. So now she only has one. So she asked me if I'd want to speak, and I told her, you know, who am I? Like, I, I sure I have things to say. We all have things to say, but I'm not, you know, because she was t telling me, giving me examples of people who were speaking, and they're you know, professors for Middle East studies and, and, you know, our anthropologists and the Jewish community president and things like that. I was like, I, you know, who am I to, but I told her I'd think about it. Um, that night I actually on my laptop started clicking away and, and writing my thoughts down. And by the morning I had the outline for what can be called a speech. And then I went down there and, um, yeah, I, I stood at the stairs of the art gallery and I gave a speech, you know, of Judaism itself and the fact that we've been around as long as we have been and people have tried to destroy us forever and we're still here and we're strong and we're united. And, um, and when I finished the speech, I came down and people actually started approaching me and, and shaking my hands and telling me thank you for my words and I think that the difference maybe was that I was actually saying it as opposed to other people who were only thinking it uh, and I found that a lot of older people came up to me there was ladies with literal tears in their eyes thanking me for saying things you know and, and I didn't expect it and again I don't want to point fingers at anybody or say that people are, are this and that but I would have expected more words from community leaders. People need to be strengthened. And I and coming off those stairs, I I felt and I saw in people's eyes that there that there's people are afraid of being Jewish. And I don't know if it's a Canadian thing. I don't know if it's um, you know, the diaspora or or what it is people love their judaism but they are they're fearful of where this is all going and i understand it because it's pretty crazy what's going on right now and i realized like i said i realized that something needs something beyond this needs to be done beyond marching for the hostages uh, beyond just talking to ourselves because that was one of my conclusions is like it seems like we're just talking to ourselves we're in an echo chamber and it's important, don't get me wrong, it is very important that we gather in our community and that we support each other and strengthen each other. But that seems that that's all we're doing. 
while you know i'll call them the other side or our enemies or whoever however you want to describe them they're out here on the streets you know protesting and and being very loud and very vocal and very aggressive and pushing an agenda that we know and that we recognize that's also mixed in with a lot of very ancient anti-semitic ideology uh and it's dangerous before my grandmother passed i sat with her she left germany when she was a 15 year old girl um as hitler was you know coming up into power and she got on a boat she joined a, a zionist movement in in europe and she got on a boat by herself and she went to palestine and her entire family stayed behind uh and my i guess it would be my great grandfather uh, refused to leave. He refused to leave because he was like, I'm German, you know, I, I was in World War One. I'm German, like they're not, you know, this will pass this whole thing. And Jews are very good at that, you know, oh, yeah, don't rock the boat, you know, they, uh, it'll pass, you know, the, I, when, when all this started, someone told me something along the lines of that too, of, uh, oh, the, you know, they're stupid. And if we just let them be stupid, the world will realize they're stupid and they'll realize that, you know, and it sends shivers down my spine because it is so reminiscent of what happened in, in, in Nazi Germany and in Europe. And, you know, my grandmother's words just rang in my ears consistently. She told me stories about how one day her friends at school were her friends and the next day they're spitting on her, telling her she's a dirty Jew and, and she has to get off sidewalks and things like that and graffiti and and slurs and it's unacceptable to me you know and and i i'm not going to just sit around and wait for it to pass um it's a consequence of a very comfortable lifestyle in the west uh people have become pretty soft and you know and again i'm not pointing fingers and i'm not trying to attack anybody but you know, people put things aside in the name of tolerance and in the name of, um, you know, inclusivity and things like that. And there are forces in this world that don't care whether you are compassionate or inclusive or tolerant. In fact, they will use that against you. They will use that as a loophole in your system to get in there and destroy you from the inside. So you, you went and spoke. Right. And was there anything else between that and when you actually put the stage thing together? I just don't want to miss anything. Right. So we started brainstorming and we came up with this group. We named it uh, uh, Noah or Noah, but Noah because uh, it's got an H at the end there. And that stands for Nonviolent uh, Opposition Against Hate. Uh, we wanted a platform to reach regular Canadians and, and people that haven't necessarily, you know, quote unquote, picked a side in all this. How did it come to be that you were going to do it, this uh, demonstration to take place in downtown Vancouver? Yeah, so this demonstration was not our idea. The first time it was, it's a, a, an Israeli and she had an idea. Her name is Aiden Platt. She came up with this idea in L.A., she went to Beverly Hills. She was dressed up as a hostage, uh, covered in, you know, fake blood. 
and she had a guy dressed as a terrorist walk her through the streets and they had uh, behind them two girls with Israeli flags draped over their shoulders and holding signs, posters, I should say, of Nama Levi, uh, a very strong image. And uh, they filmed reactions of people in Beverly Hills. And I saw this when it first came out and it just kind of stayed in my head. And when Masha and I started speaking, it was one of the first ideas we said that we should do because we know that it works. Yeah, we coordinated everything. We got in touch with the police. We got a crew together uh, and we walked around downtown. We walked around downtown for maybe an hour. We planned our route to go where more uh, high-end uh, shops and tourists are just to get the visual contrast um, and to kind of get some of these Western, uh, you know, more capitalist icons behind us, logos like Starbucks and, and Tiffany's and all this type of stuff. And then we, we went down to the more of the business district where the, the big skyscrapers of Vancouver are, again, for the visuals uh, and people in suits and ties and, you know, the hustle and bustle of going to work and all those little cafes. We timed it so that it, would, it was during the lunch break. And then we actually walked through Pacific Center, the mall, and back to the art gallery. Were you afraid? What was your anticipation of, of doing this? No, I don't. I wasn't afraid. I didn't expect any resistance. And we only really had one guy who was drunk or high on something who screamed at us, uh, you know, I don't want to see this, you know, you're walking around with a chained up girl. I don't think he quite got the message. But other than that, uh, there was not a single negative comment directed at us. So most people just kind of looked away looked down there was a shock factor you know you could see people saw it and then they were like oh and then they just kind of looked down or looked away or looked on their phones what surprised me was that we actually got more positive feedback than i expected not a lot but more than i expected uh, we had this iranian lady who actually stepped up and out of the coffee uh, shop she was sitting in to actually go out onto the streets and thank us and tell us that she is she's glad to see Israeli flags and why don't we see more Israeli flags and why aren't more people doing anything and why are people scared so that was very that was very nice uh, to hear and then we had a few other uh, Canadians come up and 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 say that they agree again I was in the front so it was hard for me to see what was going on behind the mask on and all this uh, head mask. Yeah, you know, I was in character. Balaclava, I was, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I was in character. I was I was looking people deep into their eyes as I passed them, trying to kind of give that feeling of of of, of fear of dominance, you know, a little bit, a little taste, you know, just a little taste of maybe uh of what was going on. And so their eyes usually went to me, then to Masha, who was, you know, the bloody hostage, and then to the signs, and then to the flags. Where I did see reactions was when we stopped. So at side, at uh, crosswalks on the street, waiting for the, for the light to turn green, uh, I saw reactions. And then at the end, we actually stopped at the art gallery in the, in the back side of the art gallery where there's a little plaza put Masha on the ground and uh, and there people are passing and so as they're passing 
uh, I, I got to see a lot more reactions. As far as, so that was then. And now, will you repeat it? Uh, what are you hoping to do in the future, your next steps? Yeah, we do have plans to repeat it in a different spot in BC. Something a little closer to where the opposition lies. This has been incredible. I, I wish I could talk to Masha to see how this impacted her, because as the woman who was portraying the hostage, I'm sure it was difficult to do. Will she do the same again with you, or are you going to change? Her plan is to, to do this again. She, uh, she really lived the part for, for that hour and a bit. And, uh, and again, it's very close to her heart as well. When you see what's happening here in Canada, and as, as an Israeli who's traveled all around the world, and I mean the anti-Semitism, the targeting of Jews here in Canada. How does that sit with you? Yeah, well... You know what I mean? That was a long time. Yeah, question. no, I, I know what you mean. I would say my main feeling is I am extremely disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed. And I, and, I, and I don't know who I'm even disappointed in. You know, am I disappointed in the Canadian government? Am I disappointed in the Canadian people? Am I disappointed in the West in general? I, it honestly it blows my mind a little bit to think that Canada, with all of what it's based on, would allow... And I understand the free speech aspect of it, I really do. And I, I very much appreciate and love that. But there's a limit. You know, there's a limit and there's a line between free speech and hate speech. Like I say, it's a slippery slope. But I think that there's some things that are pretty clear. And when it becomes aggressive... And, and, you know, borderline violent and, uh, and out of control, which it clearly is. But yeah, disappointment is definitely my, my main feeling. And my main concern is that it's going to get out of hand. And unlike in the past, this time there is no West to come save anybody, right? So this is the West. And uh, these are supposedly the societies that are supposed to maintain the, that that freedom and, and, and be able to police the, the hatred. I often have moments where it seems like it's unfortunately a bit of a lost cause. People are... What do your fans in, in Israel say or your friends in Israel? Are they worried about you being here in Canada? No. I mean, have you heard no. anybody like say, oh my God, what's going on in like Montreal? They have a Molotov cocktail or whatever. Victoria, they fired their Jewish MLA. But, yeah, no. I mean, when I send my friends in Israel things from here the usually the reactions are you know digital shakes of the head and uh and oh yeah well here we go they're about to find out you know it's it, people in israel know what this is uh we can connect the dots and i think that people here can't and it's not because they're stupid it's not it's because they don't have the the background they don't have the information they don't have the knowledge and that at the end of the day is what we're trying to do with this group is we're trying to put that information into the hands of regular people so that they can connect the dots you know if you if, if you let bullies bully you then they will continue to bully you until you stand your ground it's 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 not rocket science one last thing. Tell me about the artwork for your group called Noah for Democracy. Noah for Democracy. It's Noah's Ark. What does that mean? What should we take from that? 
this whole situation is has been labeled the Al-Aqsa flood, right? And when the flood is coming, you build an ark. And so the logo naturally had to be an ark uh, in stormy waters. And, uh, and we do love it. And we've actually had feedback, not only on the logo, but on the name itself. We had, uh, you know, a comment the other day, a lady said that every time she opens the Instagram, she sees Noah, Noah, you know, the name, then it, it fills her full of hope and things like that. So it's nice to hear. And, and, and I think it's very relevant to, to the situation and to what we're trying to do. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Asaf Arad and his friend are busy planning their next public hostage walk event. Watch for it later this month in BC. Again, for security reasons, he's asked us not to tell you just yet where it will be. Meanwhile, back in Toronto, another group of Jewish residents has launched a new initiative. It's called Enough, T.O. They're plastering neighborhoods with white and red stickers designed in the shape of a hamsa, or hand, which traditionally is believed to ward off negative energy. They'd hope their stickers and their message will show they're fed up with all the hate speech, harassment, intimidation, and property damage, and they want to encourage Toronto residents to bring back peaceful dialogue. Sadly, their initiative has already provoked some hateful social media comments, accusing the group of being tone-deaf Zionists, and because the stickers are easily removable, some opponents were already planning to go around and rip them down. You can find out more about Enough Toronto in the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily.